Hello, I'm Tavin Allen, and welcome to OK, So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. You know what street jokes are. They start like uh, a mobster and a Boy Scout go to heaven, that sort of thing. Street jokes are wonderful, and every episode we invite our guests to come on and tell us their favorite street joke. This episode, our guest is Meryl Clameau. She's a comic out of Los Angeles, and she is great. Her jokes that she tells you we get to this episode are fantastic. Uh, so without further ado, let's welcome Meryl Clameau. Where are you? I'm in Burbank, California. Oh, in Burbank. Okay, yeah, the that's sun lovely. is still coming yep. through the window there. Yeah. Yes. Sun's but I, I also that. just met. I don't want to name drop here, but I know uh, the guy that runs Ottawa Life Magazine. Oh, shut up! <laughs> yeah. I've been here three years and I haven't met that prick. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll hook you guys up. He's really okay. nice. I met him. I met him randomly. This nice man, Dan on a press trip and like everyone else thought it was so cool that I lived in LA and I was just like, no, tell me about ice skating around Ottawa. Like that's all I want to hear about. (laughs) (laughs) Have you, have you been to Ottawa or no? No, no, but I dream of it. Well, now that you know the magazine guy, you can definitely like show up and you know, I know Ottawa life, a very thin periodical. (laughs) Just imagine. It's uh, it's not. So I I used to live in Toronto, um, with Darcy. Not with Darcy. We didn't live in the same house. But oh man, actually, yes, we used to be a couple, and now we're divorced. But we st- we still do the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Good. We would, uh, uh, like, life in Toronto was, have you been to Toronto? Have you been to Canada, period? I've, I've been to Vancouver okay. and Montreal during a poutine festival. Okay. A poutine so that's festival. That's it. I need to really expand my okay. Canada life more, but yeah, that's you, it. You know when the poutine festival is in Montreal, right? It's 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 any day. That's true. It's, yeah, but this one had a sign. There was one oh, sign that okay. said poutine yes. festival. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now it's now it's bonafide. <laughs> That's it. So what so I'm I'm curious now, what goes on at a poutine festival? And I should know this because Montreal Montreal's like 90 minutes away from me. So like 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 what made it like were there different vendors? Were there like weird toppings yes. and things and was, was it there a band? Like, yeah, it seemed like everyone was trying to out poutine another, and okay. it was very competitive. So sure. it was like the typical toppings, but then it was getting kind of insane. Like there was definitely ones that had a lot of seafood on it and bagel right. toppings, and it was getting a little – I was getting offended at some parts just of how, how poutine it was. Right. I so, – okay, so pulled pork – is a staple, I would say. Darcy, what what would you say your your go to poutine topping is? Like once you've got the basics, once you've got the curd and the gravy, what do you what do you pop on top? I stop at the basics. Okay, now, all right. There's a, there's oh, a nice. subreddit I've joined called Poutine Crimes. No. <laughs> photos of what you were just describing. <laughs> What if it was people that like murdered people, but then put them on poutine? It was just like right. a black market. <laughs> right, right, poutine. right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Someone, so there's a there's an account I follow, which is called it's something to to the effect of Italians angry at food, and what oh, it that's is, funny. and it's and it's people like they post uh, that this account posts like the atrocities that people do to Italian food. And my, yes. my my wife's Italian, so I and we just had Thanksgiving. Oh dear, what's this? Oh look at that! Oh my! <laughs> now, oh my is, this, is that a Canadian thing? Do you guys have smiles? In no, the I US? wish we need it. So here. That is like an extruded uh, potato product. Yep, <laughs> yeah. that's that amazing. Is like, that is like uh, you know instant potato flakes sent through yes. like the Plato Fun Factory mm-hmm. to make those. 
That literally, that literally is eat your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you happy. It does. Ah. Um, no, the, so this this account um, posted the other day. It had this flow chart of like the different spaghettis. Like if you just ha- if you start with this oh, and then you, then yeah. you add this, but they were very wrong about everything that they were doing on the branch. Like if you add this, you get uh, fettuccine alfredo. You add this, you get spaghetti carbonara. And one of the things they said to get to spaghetti carbonara wasn't even bacon or egg. It was like <laughs> heavy cream. And so I just forwarded it and with the with the reposted it with the caption. Fuck is this? Because like <laughs> even I know like. <laughs> If I went up, I showed it to my wife, that that very same flow chart. She looked at it and her exact words were, fuck is this? I go, that's what I said. (laughs) I love it. If food unites us all around the world. Yes. Meryl, what's what's the food that gets you angry when people fuck it up? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I'm... this is weird to say nowadays, but I'm Jewish. I'm, I'm okay. uh, whispering it into the <laughs> computer here. But yeah, I'm, Just because I'm you're Jewish, Jewish does not mean that you have on one side or the other. Everything's an atrocity. It's fine. We're doing it. I know. I know. Yes. Everything. Yeah. And um, already being Jewish, like the way we are every day, every day is an atrocity. And we're right. always like in fear and in pain and stuff. So, right, right, right. Uh, but I, I would say a good matzo ball soup is how mm-hmm. I can judge like, you know, someone for – better or worse. And I had a, a grandma, a bubby that mm-hmm. made like really, really good home style matzo ball soup. Right. And I feel like I failed as a woman because I don't get no I've tried it, but it comes right. out really my balls are small. And so okay. uh I have Hey Darcy, she's got a lot in common with you. Look at that <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you guys got divorced? I exactly, yeah. Always... <laughs> but yeah, I feel like matzo ball soup and one of the reasons I wanted to move to Los Angeles was just the plentiful delis and right. just the abundance of matzo ball soup here so there, yeah I, I i know the entertainment industry is down there is there a lot of jews in la is there yeah oh my god uh, are you kidding yeah oh, okay everyone All right. sure <laughs> okay i love it I love it. Yeah, every every comedy show that I do, like mm-hmm. seven of the comedians or every single one is like, so I'm Jewish, and then right. the whole set is just like see, you know, another single Jewish dating girl. And right, that's just everyone. See, see, right now in the zeitgeist, if you want to stand out at an open mic, because I still I still hit open mics in in Ottawa, just mm-hmm. to, as I'm sure you do, just to try out new material and mm-hmm. all this sort of thing. Um, and the way you stand out is if you don't do Tinder, porn, or weed, you're you're gonna yeah. stand out. You're gonna wow, that was really good, man. It's like, hmm, I'm not sure. I think it was just different. You know, for sure. A- yes. I promise myself I will not like hump the mic or ask what do you guys want to hear or, you know, like Thank the you. typical things. Yes. Thank you. Is that a Jewish thing? Is that a, is that a Jewish thing? Humping the mic? Is that? Yes. We pretend it's our dad. I got it. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. Okay. So uh, I grew up in small town, Ontario. Darcy grew up in Montreal. So he knew from Jews. Amazing. We have a huge, huge Jewish community cool. in Montreal. <laughs> Did not grow up there, Todd. Did not grow up. Oh, there. okay. Sorry. So, when did you move to Montreal? Sorry. Um, when I was twenty. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. You lived a, a good chunk of your life there. I apologize. How, East Coast. That's right. Of course. I'm an East Coaster. Yes, yeah. East Coaster. Were there a lot of synagogues in in, in Halifax? In Halifax? No. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in small town. One Jewish girl. Yeah. One Jewish girl. One Jewish girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is it sounds like a like song or something. Like, or like a, <laughs> yes. a limerick or something. No, it's, that's that's that was the latest single by B- Great Big C. You know? <laughs> <laughs> One Jewish girl. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in small town Ontario, a little town called Gananoque. Uh, Darcy had four more Jewish girls than we had. Wow, we, not we, even a one. We ran a deficit. Like there was, damn, yeah, so, negative four, negative four. So I, I have to tell you, and I'm, I'm not making this up when I say this. Until I went to went to university and I met. Jewish people. It's like, oh, cool. And then like they, they, we, they did a Seder with us at one point. Like they yeah. had like all their, all their Gentile friends over and said, let come, let's do, let's do this. Let's pass yes. over time. I hope, I hope you like an egg because you're going to eat an egg, you know, and that's <laughs> lots of it. Yep. Uh, but, the, but the only exposure I had to, I had to, um, Jewish culture was Billy Crystal's Mr. Saturday night. <laughs> It's kind of the best. I mean, it sums it up. It does because it was it, it was anchored in food, and that's yeah. And that was like that. That was the whole thing. Is like it was comedy and food, like two things I loved. So it was like you know, and you know, it did. It didn't help that the makeup they put Billy Crystal in to make him look old at the time just made him look like a deli, you know, pastrami sandwich. Like it was just yes. yeah, not great. Every man in Temple looks like Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> So no, uh, oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. Oh my gosh, I have so much to talk no, about. No, no, tell, well, tell me anything. We're finally here. So, uh, oh my gosh. So, so where did so where did you grow up? Did you grow up in LA or what? Or? Nope, nope. I'm originally from the East Coast okay. in the U.S. Um, I'm from a town called Scranton, PA, which was put on the map from the Come office. On. I know. Okay, good. So you guys know that, right? And then I went to school in Syracuse, New mm-hmm. York. Okay, so, you know, we- New York. Again, Anaqua is really close to Syracuse. We would we would like go over there and 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 do that. I just love that. First of all, isn't Biden from Scranton, PA? Yes. Yes. Right. So it, yeah, I love that everyone goes you Scranton. Oh yeah, the office, right? <laughs> like that's yeah. <laughs> anyone because else from Biden, there? Like no. no, no, we don't at all. No, maybe there's like a uh, you know a football player here and there, but no. And that's funny too because I think people in Delaware also claim that. Uh, Joe Biden like lives there or is from sure. there too. So like I've heard many small town mm-hmm. uh, East Coast cities always say that. And then I think B- Biden went at some point had some stint at Syracuse too. So it's always weird that I'm like we're on we're on a parallel universe. Right. Going to end up like how he is if he but, ever gets assassinated in in a theater. Yes, then I'll know it's my time. Right. It will be it w- it will be you. This, I, okay. So I I did a soccer podcast today with a bunch of buddies of mine. Because uh, we support this one team and we talk about on this podcast, we talk about everything outside of the team because it's already been done. And uh, this is literally the second time I've talked about a presidential assassination today. <laughs> so if they roll tape, I'm in trouble. Exactly. We're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And don't they have um, – you guys have to tell me the tr- the, what the real truth is because I've heard that they're cracking down a lot harder in Canada for like podcasts and what you can say. and what Oh, you yeah. Do. Okay. So uh, allow me to say what the government is yeah. doing is – And then that uh, we can't say anything, you know, okay, and I so blame, I can't mention, boop, and boop, I blame Trudeau. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I thought you guys might be into. Boop. Right. So <laughs> this is okay. So this is the thing. Okay. And, and by the way, I'm glad that Fox news is grabbing this and running with it. Right. <laughs> I am so glad yeah. because our right wing media up here is doing the exact same thing. It's like, ah, oh, freedom of speech. Nah, ba, da, ba, da. Okay. Uh, here's here's the dime tour of, of how Canadian entertainment is regulated up here, right? Um, I don't know if you know this, but there for quite a while, and now ratio-wise, we still don't have a lot of Canadians up here, right? And, okay. and we get a lot of our entertainment, some from the UK, but most from directly south of us, you guys, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in the 50s and 60s, we were getting 
a whole bunch of you guys, like, you know, when rock and roll kicked off, this really kind of was the trigger for it. There was a lot of rock bands that got very famous very quick in Canada. And it got to the point where Canadians could not get airplay unless they went to the States, got big there, and then and then came in. So Canada went, well, that's not great. So what they did is they, and they started with radio, I believe, I believe they started with radio. They did CanCon rules, Canadian content. So they said, you have to play 30% Canadian content, and they've got four different categories that you have to have two out of four from for the music. It's music, artist, production, and lyrics, MAPL. Okay. Okay. So any two of the four, that's your thing. So you're good. You're Canadian. You got you get 30% airplay. And it helped. Like, like a lot of Canadian artists, not Brian Adams, he's a bit of a dick, but the rest of Canadian <laughs> artists seem to go, nope, you know what? This is right. I've been able to build a career up here. Fun. Right. So then TV was like, oh, we got to do the same thing. It's a broadcast. So they finally caught up and they got some rules around that. And there's Canadian content rules for television stations. Now they're saying, well, what about podcasts? Podcasts are a thing. We got to do the same thing. So like Sirius XM up here has dedicated Canadian channels. So that's how they get around this. They go, well, we've got dedicated channels that equate to about 30%. It's fine. And you're going to get Canadian artists that pop up on the 80s and 90s and 70s and, and shit like that, right? So podcast is a new thing. So they're saying to the regulators, you got to register. And they're still figuring out the law. They haven't done anything. They're just saying this is the first step. So iTunes, Spotify, these guys. Oh, and Darcy, I I forgot to tell you this. We might have to fill out a form. Uh, If your individual (laughs) podcast makes $10 million or more, you have to register. So, yeah. So I don't know, Meryl, if you can tell by the hat I'm wearing, I'm rolling in it. So I, I feel like you were doing the humble billionaire. That's yes, the, that's right. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett, rest in peace. You know, right. like I just feel like I Meryl, it seemed like that. Meryl popped onto this call and went, "Oh, Canadian homeless people have podcasts." <laughs> that's <laughs> my favorite. That's my that's what I dream of. Because when you were talking about the entertainment, I'm almost the inverse where I I only like Canadian, like Alana, Sarah McLaughlin, sure. yep. Bernie Ladies, mm-hmm. like Avril, like all all of that is what right. I have dreamt of forever. So, yeah, yeah, you're 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 really hitting all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite. Alanis is my that's fine. Goddess forever. There is there's absolutely nothing wrong with Alanis Morissette. Uh, I remember. Mush. I okay. Are you a are you a woman? Um, that's... <laughs> I don't know. Ask my last I'm not there was, sure. Because okay, yeah. if you go to a Rush concert, it's going to be you and dudes. Everyone air drumming. Yep. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. It's fine. The um the 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 town that he came from that the that Neil Peart came from the drummer when when he mm-hmm. passed away. They did. Uh, I was doing. I was. I was headlining the comedy club there. It's, it's a place called St. Catherine's, and I went there and I couldn't park the car. Like it, it was just like every parking spot was taken, <laughs> and everyone was kind of walking. And and when you walk down the main street, every restaurant and bar was playing Rush albums. And I was like, what? what is going on? And they said, Oh yeah, they're doing a tribute to Neil Pert because he was from here. That's they're doing a tribute to him at the rink, and so. Uh, I went, well, that's a great time to do a comedy show. That's <laughs> and by the way, his Neil Peart's popularity versus mine was not reflected in the numbers and attendance <laughs> at the comedy club at oh, all. Oh man. Yeah. Those, those eight shows people, I just did eight people. Those okay, eight people had a just, great time. They uh yeah. Yes. A few weeks ago we did a show 
uh, in Burbank, and there was one person eating a salad in the audience. Beautiful. That was it. Just a, a lone man sitting by himself. Yeah. Stop making me laugh. The arugula is going to go up my nose. Yeah. It was. It was sad, but that's good. Right. I, I feel like people underestimate how sad comedy could be right? oh it can be like so is, okay so is one person the least number of people that you've ever performed for because i can beat um, that <laughs> no there has been i don't want to like one up by, by no yeah, there, there's uh I, we, there was one show once where no one performed and then it just be or no one showed up and then it was just like an open mic where we right. just performed for yep. the other comedians yeah nope, absolutely yeah which is like so illusory like it really does when you're walking out being like n- not even like one person wants to come buy a ticket like mm-hmm. i am officially a loser but it's okay no and that happens like when you're when you're programming shows or if you're you're part of a festival you know and you're barkering your own your own shows and you're doing like hey if you come to this you get comps or like you know i'll give you two for one or whatever and it's like blah and then you get in it's like oh well, okay hey, people that's fine it's like oh the, the rush tribute must be on again and then <laughs> Uh, so when when did you start? Did you start? Did you start in 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 Scranton or did you start in Syracuse? Like where did you, where did you start? Where where did you go? Oh, comedy's cool. I want to do that. Yes. Okay. So then after Syracuse, I moved to San Diego for many many years, and I felt like yeah, I love it. San Diego is very beautiful, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was doing everything but stand up. Like I was doing all these adjacent stand up things. So okay. Um, so drugs. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Hating myself. Hating, hating yourself. Hating no. people. Really hating people. people. Yes. Okay. Not wondering like why I'm not getting what everyone exactly. else is getting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was born that way. I just right. know. And so in San Diego, I was I worked at a music venue, a really great music venue. And at that time I got into podcasting. And so I was lucky okay. enough I got to podcast with like many, you know, great musicians and artists. And I felt like at that time I had also become friends with a lot of stand-up comics mm-hmm. and they were all urging me. And so I, I got to kind of like see, you know, I had all these kind of big brothers and big sisters where I watched them do stand-up and right. then they were always pushing me, but I wasn't really ready yet. Um, and then I did morning radio for a year in San wow. Diego. Yep. And I feel like that really gave me the confidence then to okay. start at the same time. Then I started taking classes up here. I would drive up to Los Angeles, okay. take comedy classes and then drive back down and be on the morning radio in San Diego. Oh, and so, so I felt like, was yeah. this like Merrill and the Spooge on the zoo FM or whatever that like, what was your morning <laughs> no, show? It kind of. It, um, it was called the Cantori show because it was a, uh, it was myself and my co-host, this guy, Chris Cantori, who had a really big radio legacy in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about him is that he's not only my friend, but he came from more of a podcasting background. So we would just talk on air like we're talking now. And I would like we would play Yacht Rock and then we the mics would go on and I'd say, I hate this music. Why are we playing this on the station? And so <laughs> people thought it was so funny that they were like we would actively talk about right. hating the music that's uh-huh. playing right now. Meanwhile, so air I supplies think- listening going. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So much like Steely Dan too. I can't even take it. Oh Jesus. Okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. No. Yeah, and Pablo Cruz. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, I don't even know what that is and I already hate it. What's that? It, I hate it. Uh, very, very yacht rock. Like okay. uh, very romantic yacht rock, which is makes me so angry. What was the name of it? What cruise? Um it's called his name is Pablo Cruz. Pablo Cruz. It's very like wimpy music. <laughs> <laughs> And I would always get so mad and people would call in and it became fun because people would say, okay, maybe you still like okay. this. And then I would listen and hate it. So I, okay. So 1975, 1977, Island you Woman, Island Woman. Is that one of them? A Place in the Sun, Love Will Find a Way. Uh, yes. It's also wimpy. Okay. 
What you gonna do? I get the feeling they could be stealing that one from Chilliwack. I think. <laughs> I think. Not very many people steal things from Chilliwack, but that's close. That is close. Um, okay, so Yacht oh, Rock yeah. Station. Okay, yeah, so I was doing morning radio, mm-hmm. and then I had heard – I'm just lighting a candle now, don't mind me. But um, okay. I had heard if – I, if I get lit on fire, just feel free to, like, repurpose this on YouTube. Is, it, is this for Zen? Um, yeah, it's, it's my pumpkin spice candle. Okay, I was like, oh, Darcy, we're fucking her chi. That's- no, I love it. No, I'm staging you guys. <laughs> no, you guys have wonderful energy. Um, <laughs> okay, can I, Meryl? Can I just say we have we have been podcasting for how long, Darcy? In some form or other, for for well over a decade and a half. This is the first time anyone in studio or over Zoom has has lit a candle and said, "I love your energy." <laughs> See, you gotta have more LA that's, people on your vibe. Yes, exactly. Your vibes are immaculate. That's what we say out here. That's so funny. And then, okay, so I really want to give a quick shout out because I took a, a class up here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles um, called Pretty Funny Women. Okay. And it is a, a woman that I had heard about, a woman, Lisa Sunset, who okay. has had any of like the best, you know, like Margaret Cho, uh, Chelsea Handler, like all these people, Marley Shannon has been in her class. And so. Right. I, I had always heard about this woman and I knew I wanted to try stand up, but I thought like maybe being taking a class with other women might be like a good supportive way for right. me to start. So I did that and it really like our final exam after eight weeks was a five minute set. And then that, and she taught me like, you know, pretty much everything in terms of like, don't complain about where you are on the lineup and everything from like, we weren't allowed to go up and take notes. So I felt like I, I learned from like almost a strict ballet teacher. Mm -hmm. So by the time I went out into the real world, I felt a lot more prepared. And so I started doing like stand up, stand up right before the pandemic. And then um, I was doing zoom. And then I moved up here about like uh, two years ago and I've been doing it steady since then. Sweet. So I'm still a newbie, you know, like I know I totally know, but I think um, I'm lucky in the way that having a bit of, of, you know, a community in San Diego and being on Mm -hmm. the radio and stuff like that helped me be able to book a lot of shows. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, and then having that uh, pretty funny women class, like she, she has a night at the improv Mm -hmm. books and some of the bigger venues out here. So it was like really cool to kind of be able to like start, start playing right away. Right. Now, uh, what what was the what, what were like the the open mics you were hitting at the time, like when you were when you were starting out? Um, when I was starting out, there's a place here called Flappers in Burbank. Oh yes, of that course. I really yep. Liked. yep, yep. That I really like their open mic. I live right by there. Um, and then there are some. Uh, there's just there's a place called the Fourth Wall. Like you know, okay. but I I tend to look a lot for ones that have women like you know you you guys are wonderful but unfortunately not every men <laughs> not every man focused situation is the is very Darcy supportive. get a load of this skirt what the hell <laughs> see that would be fun but they're just idiotic so, right yes um, and then there's a, a little place out here called the Glendale Room that I started producing oh, yeah. shows at okay yeah 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 so Glendale Room is awesome mm-hmm. I feel like they have a great open mic and then I had I, I linked up with a comedian friend who I love so much named Ian Abramson. Shout out to Ian, who oh now lives. Oh, God. I, Do you know who that is? So, I, okay. I, I, we're not in the same squash ladder. Let's just let's put it that way. I know, <laughs> I know him from online. 
Strictly. Oh my god, and he's the best. Yeah, he is so funny, so hilarious. He is. He's he's like next level. Like yeah. his his Zoom show, like like his his yes. seven minutes in purgatory show. Yes, yes, should have been done by everyone who ever wanted to do Zoom comedy. Because yes. that's what it is. For the, for the people who don't know, he ran this show. I don't know how he architected it, but please, Merle, correct me when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. The comedians were not on stage. There was a TV or a screen on stage, and the comedian performed in a closet right. with yeah. no crowd noise or audio connected. They just told their jokes to the void while in the yeah, other room. And noise canceling yeah. yeah, exactly. So they had no idea what reaction they were or were not getting in the other room. So it's a, like, that's, that's a philosophy class, right? So much so. Right? Yes. And, and just eat Like I, I hoodwinked him basically into being my friend. And then ultimately uh, now he lives in Chicago and he's teaching classes at IO, but I was kind of his myself and he, uh, he was testing some like teaching on us. So yes. I really got to learn from him. And like, after working with him, I saw a like crazy difference in just even the way I thought about mm-hmm. comedy and he's like the best encyclopedia of comedy. He's the one that I think it was Conan that when he did Conan, he wore a dog collar yes. and he gave the remote, the shock collar. Yeah. And yep. he gave a remote to the woman. And then he, it was true. Like she really shocked him if she thought something wasn't funny and then right. it wasn't just pretend it was real. So anyway, like having people like him, I honestly think a few sessions with Ian, like was way better than any like 10 open mics in a row I could go to right. just because, you know, you have someone that is like, teaching you firsthand who is who you trust so much so um that was like a big thing and i'm very 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 lucky to have Mm -hmm. like a top level comedian that has you know saw something in me and like pushes me and stuff too so it's nice when you get that and like like uh, there's nothing that drives me more nuts than when comics shit on improvisers um yeah yeah like it's just like it's it's something that that could be used a tool it's not for everyone i'm going to say that right now and you know the argument that oh i hate improv it's just made up and it's never funny oh you ever been to an open mic because they're garbage they are hot garbage people are just like walking around saying what else what else exactly it's like oh this is my favorite if you ever want me to throw my drink at the stage do this oh what was i gonna tell you just a second oh god yeah what was i huh Right, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sensitive <laughs> to that too. I feel like, especially out here, there's a lot of attitude. Like, I really do believe that if someone wants to do comedy, there's room for them, yeah. whether that's like at, in a cruise ship or whether it's mm-hmm. for moms, friends, or, you know, like at clubs, whatever. And I really don't like it in comedy sometimes when people are like making fun of someone or, you know, too cool for right. whatever they think something's not good enough. Because, yeah, I, especially like a lot of women comedians that I see, they may not be a fit for more of the popular kind of quote unquote cool clubs, but then they can go kill it at like somewhere else. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. And I find I find improv as well. It's like like uh, when when I when I took improv courses to get back into comedy, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was going to be the path, but it ended up being the path. And it, it took years for me to to realize that whenever you're talking on stage, everything you're saying is an offer to yourself. Right. Yeah, so I like that. If you listen, then you can go. Oh, this is a place where I could add something in. I could yes and my own shit and do that. And if you think about think about your comedy that way, then it can it can grow and stuff. And the problem with that is when you record an album and then you're still doing those jokes as you're touring around, the jokes get better before the album 
comes out. You're like, wait, I wish I said that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm still at the point now where I just did, uh, I've done like, you know, like longer sets, but the last set, the last show I just did like last week, uh, it was supposed to be 15 minutes, but that minute, the thing happened where they were like, oh, a comic dropped out. We now need you to do 22 minutes. And so I, I, you know, it was fine, but the last four minutes, I could tell I was just like tap dancing around on stage. (laughs) What's in the news? Exactly. I was like in seventh grade and and then I was like just making up stuff. Uh So I think they were with me, but they were a little bit confused. Yes. (laughs) To Kill a Mockingbird is about making fun of avian animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I I have to ask so like what what like where uh where can people uh see you coming up what shows have you got coming on that sort of thing where are you where are you where are you yes. going to be in the next little while. Well, I'm very if people can get to San Diego October 18th. I don't know when this is coming out, but uh I have a show at the the La Jolla Comedy Store oh, okay. in uh, October 18th and then a few shows around LA. I've one um here in Sherman Oaks November 8th. But then I'm very excited because in uh November I will be at the Hell Yes Festival in Beautiful. New Orleans. Okay. So oh. a really fun comedy festival there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I love New Orleans. Right. I you know what? You I have never be- I have never been I have never been. To really? Orleans. No, I haven't. Darcy, have you been? Never been. No. Okay. Sounds like a good food town, though. I hear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Meryl, what what's what's to do in New Orleans? What do you like about it? Eating grits. Okay. It's kind of like you know a cousin of poutine. Oh, you can do that in any Waffle House. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, I love New Orleans. The, I don't really like the typical touristy whatever the Mardi Gras right. vibe. That, that's not my, what I like. I like more of the um the swampy mm-hmm. there's jazz music a lot of places like more of the haunted history yes. i like that very beautiful like the uh, there's a, a area called magazine the magazine district mm-hmm. and a lot of beautiful houses and you know right i, I don't know i love the architecture beautiful no beads please i'm not yeah Thank i'm not you. like that maybe in college yeah i don't, I don't no, need beads. <laughs> yeah. i just you know i can do it now because <laughs> yeah. you know i'm a I'm, I'm of an age where i got moobs so <laughs> I can do that. Darcy's right. looking. Darcy's ready to throw some beads your way. <laughs> Darcy is either frozen or in shock. Listening. Yeah, he is. For some reason, my audio input's completely changed. Oh, no. Well, you don't have to worry about what we're saying. No, don't worry about it. Yeah, it was it was nothing. Oh, yeah? yeah, we were not talking yeah, about well. my boobs. We were not. Okay. I promise you. <laughs> I'll All check right. it out in the edit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, speaking of which. Okay, Meryl, that sound means this is the point in the show where we invite our guests to come on and tell us their favorite street joke. Woo-hoo! Now, uh, you as a listener can sit here and go, well, I got a joke and we'll tell it. We have done so in the past. We've had uh, listeners uh, email in their jokes and they can do so by sending their uh, joke to jokes at oshopod.com. That's O-S-H-O-Pod.com. Uh, it can be dirty. It can be clean. No isms, no obvious. That's it. Uh, Meryl, take it away. Let's hear your joke. Okay. Mine's really short, but it's so cute. Okay. A termite walks into a bar and says, excuse me, is this bartender here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like dad humor. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's stupid and this oh. is my kind of joke. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have another one that's just like that, but if you want me to leave give it. it yeah. Give it, give it, give it. Okay, okay, it. the second one, because I really like puns and daddy. Okay. okay, all right. Comic Sans walks into a bar. Okay. The bartender shakes his head. No, here we don't serve your type. Beautiful. 
you know what? And accurate. Thank you, Comic Sans. <laughs> accurate. Right. Okay. In the spirit of this, I also have one. If you like puns, three Buddhists go to heaven. And, uh, oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm going to change this one. I'm going to change this one. You know, you know what? I'll do this one and I'll do the other one. Because uh, cause I don't know what happened. This this We just had Canadian Thanksgiving up here. So oh, my, my, my family and well, thank you. Uh, my family and my wife's family got together and we were feeding them all. And, uh, it could have gone one of two ways. And what did they do? They started doing St. Peter at the gate jokes, right? <laughs> so this is the one my mother-in-law absolutely adores. She says three okay. Buddhists, three Buddhists come to, uh, the pearly gates, St. Peter's at the <laughs> gate. And, uh, he says, um, I, can I can I help you guys? And he goes, yes, we're we're here to to enter the kingdom of heaven. He goes, uh, but you're Buddhists, and they go, yeah. He goes, this is Christian heaven. You, you guys don't have your own place. Go, they they sent us here. He's like, I can't really let you. In. Okay, this is what we'll do. If you guys can tell me, because it was right it was right around April. He says, if you guys can tell me what Easter is. In you go. I shouldn't be doing this, but if you can, if you can tell me what Easter is, that's good enough. Get in. So the first Buddhist comes up and goes, "Yes, Easter, huge dinner with family." Goes, "Yes," and goes, "And turkey and stuffing with corn and thankful." And he goes, "No, I'm sorry, that's not it." And so he disappears. And so the second guy comes up and he goes, Easter. He goes, yes. He goes, scary ghosts, children in costumes, candy. He goes, no, sorry. That's, that's Halloween. And, uh, he goes away. So the third guy goes, Easter. St. Peter goes, yes. He goes, Jesus dies. He goes, yes. He goes, egg at the hands of the Romans. Yes. And they put him in a cave on the Friday and the sky goes black. Yes. And then on Sunday, they roll away the rock. Yes. And Jesus comes out and St. Peter goes, absolutely. And then the Buddhist goes, and he saw his shadow and got six more weeks of winter. <laughs> <laughs> no Buddhists were harmed in the uh, telling of that joke. None were. Love um, it. But this is this is this is the one that uh, that that I told um, at this one. It's a, another Saint Peter at the gate. Usual setting for a joke. Uh, Saint Peter's at the gate, and the Pope dies. And uh, you're Jewish. I'll, I'll fill you in. The Pope is the religious head of the Roman Catholic. <laughs> and so, yep. so he uh, he comes up to heaven, and it's exactly the way he pictured. And he sees St. Peter, goes, oh, this has to be St. Peter. And he uh, says, hello, St. Peter. And he makes for the door. And uh, St. Peter goes, whoa, 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 who, who are you? And the Pope goes, well, I'm the Pope. And St. Peter goes, the Pope. He goes, yes, the leader of the Roman Catholic Church and the and the head of it. He goes, the Roman what? Goes Roman Catholic Church. We we're you know the followers of Jesus Christ. Okay, he said, well Jesus we know. And so you and you say you follow him. I was like, yes. It's like like what on Twitter? It's like no, no, we follow him. <laughs> we dedicate our lives to him. I'm the leader of the Roman Catholic Church. And and Saint Peter goes, buddy, I've never heard of this. I don't know what you're. And the Pope is just livid now he's just like is this a joke are you just like can you can you get jesus out here please he goes look 
he's a busy guy. I'll try. I'll try and track him down. Just stay here. It's eternity anyway. You can wait. So St. Peter goes in, finds Jesus, just has to be walking by. He goes, can you talk to this guy at the gate? It would be, it would help us a lot. The man's confused. And so Jesus goes outside. He's out there for a good amount of time, a good 20 minutes. Jesus come back, comes back into heaven and he is howling, laughing. He just, he can't ga- grab air. At the same point, his father, God, is walking through the foyer and says, uh, um, Jesus, what are you, what are you laughing at? And he goes, dad, you know, that fishing club that I started 2000 years ago is still a thing. <laughs> Very That's, good. It. That's it. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it when we're able to squeeze in four jokes. I love it. Four jokes. Uh, Meryl, thank you so much for being here. You guys are so thank fun. You. Thank you. Um, what are your What are your socials so people can find you? Okay, Instagram is probably the best, okay. and I'm at Meryl M E R Y L K L E M O W. Okay. Hopefully, I'll be in Ottawa one day. Beautiful. I, 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 it's a, it my make a wish. Oh yeah. Oh, a lot, <laughs> a lot of people wish they could come to Ottawa. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> There's a lot of people with exciting lives going, I need a coma. <laughs> and that will do it. Go go see Darcy in Toronto. Go there first. And then you can okay. and then you can get that I'm out of your system. About that too. And then when you're all spun up, you can go, we'll come to Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> and then Don't that'll come. Down, yeah. Uh Meryl can't thank you enough. By the way, you are welcome back here anytime. So anytime, Yay, anytime I had so much fun. Tell, I, I'd love to have you come back and talk about the the festivals you're doing and you know, whatever okay. whatever you're up to, and come tell us another joke. Uh, the okay. dumber the dumber the better. It's gorgeous. So, okay, good. Yes, yes, I had so much fun. I had awesome. really really. Wait, can I, before I go, this is I just want to tell you because you'll appreciate this. Yes, the joke that I feel like I've laughed laughed the hardest at is so stupid, but you know Jeffrey Jeff Ross, of course, Jeff Ross, like of course. the Postmaster. There was one show that I heard him start out. And he this is the first thing that he said, but he said Happy Fourth of July, and of course it was like. But he said, happy 4th of July. Oh, shit. That's an old joke. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know why, but like the whole rest <laughs> of his set, I was like shaking, laughing, and I could not. And even in my, we went backstage and my friend was screaming at him. She loved the 4th of July joke. She oh, loved yeah. Her. And it was like, <laughs> like, this is like 12 years later and I can't stop thinking about 4th oh, no. of July. <laughs> no, it's uh, I- it's so stupid, but it's so funny. I, I, at, first of all, the reason I, it would be dumb if I didn't like street jokes because I love street jokes, but I, I also love them when they're completely stupid and dumb. It's, it's completely so stupid. stupid and dumb. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's, I don't know why, but that just caught me off guard. Right. And like, that's still to this day, I've seen so much like high level comedy and I, right. the 4th of July Jeffrey Ross joke is still uh-huh. just like in my mind. It's so stupid. I, uh, I, I used to be a comedy <laughs> purist and I was like, oh fuck, puns are dumb. And it's like, shut up and enjoy something, you know, just. <laughs> yeah for the love of god just be happy yeah happy or really dark exactly yes 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 okay well thank you guys i had so much fun thank you both so much if you guys find me on instagram i'll follow and say hi and all that stuff too you'll be seeing us shortly done there you are okay all righty okay thank you bye bye
Thanks for listening to OK, So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. Uh, thank you to Meryl Clameau for coming on and telling her joke. You can follow her on Instagram, as she said, at Meryl Clameau. Uh, that's M-E-R-Y-L-K-L-E-M-O-W. And uh, yeah, make sure you do that. She is uh, wonderful. You can find 23 seasons of her previous podcast, Comedy About the Pub, uh, that feature many of the guests that you've heard. Not Meryl, this is her first time uh, talking with us, but you can find our previous guests at ComedyAboveThePub.com or wherever fine podcasts are available. If you like our show, please tell your friends, like and subscribe on whatever platform you're on, and please leave a review. Just like the old days, we ask you to do it this way. Leave us a five-star review, but talk shit about us in the comments. Five stars, talk shit about us in the comments. The show is produced by Darcy Finder. Our music is done by Larry Bryant. Artwork is done by Wojtek Arkashuski. And hey, if you have a joke that you really like that you want us to tell on air, send it to us. It can be dirty or clean, just no isms and no obias. Uh, send it to jokes at oshopod.com. That's O-S-H-O-Pod.com. That stands for OK, so here's one. Um, you can send any questions and comments about the show to show at oshopod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at oshopod. And you can follow me personally on the same platforms at TVA underscore needed at the end of it for Instagram. And for my upcoming live performances, you can check out heyitstva.com slash calendar. Join our Patreon for uh, unedited video feed. Uh, where you get to see all the warts and all of everything that happens while we're trying to put together a show. You do that for $3 a month, you can get that raw footage. You can also get bonus perks such as extra jokes that other people will not get. And this all happens at patreon.com slash oshowpod. I'm Tavin Allen. On behalf of myself, Meryl, the no longer erstwhile Darcy, thank you for listening to OK So Here's One. Jimmy, Bobby, Monty, you are still and always will be the podcast.